hoki mai ki ngā whenua tapu o te ngāhere tawhito ki reira e ohākina te huia mō te āke āke āmine um, And I think I like the, the phrase that you said it's a phrase also that my girls use quite regularly is about people's filtering system um, and and the filtering and the lens that we see things must, must come through and under the Lordship of Christ. It must. Yeah. Actually, you're, if you're only looking at Jesus in the realm of your everyday life, in te <laughs> man, you, you, your tent pigs aren't, haven't been stretched enough to see well actually Jesus wants you to operate in the whole realm of the universe. Alright my good people, welcome back to part two of Atua Tanga, Atua and Angels with Matua Hakiaha and Brad Harmi. This series is a, a deep series, a fantastic series of looking at Māori spirituality looking at uh, what Paul Hibbert calls the realm of the excluded middle. In other words, the realm of the angelic, which the scriptures would refer to as the angelic. <laughs> so, uh, look, let's get back into the conversation with Brad and with uh, Matua. Of course, you would, if you've listened to part one, then you would know there is a big bowl of pistachio nuts. So, might <laughs> for the eating in the podcast once again, and the discarded pistachio shells being thrown back into the bowl. <laughs> but uh, look, here we are. We pick it up again with Matua Hakiaha and Bradford Hummy. What would you say to, yeah, like I think within, within the Māori world, there's definitely what appears to be in my limited knowledge uh, to use your words a romanticizing of you know Māori spirituality and you know atua Māori so that's one thing and you've just talked about that but on, a, on another perspective from a let's just say a white Christian perspective there's also a demonizing of Māori spirituality where um, you know, the, I mean, there was the period of the 70s and 80s where anything that had any sort of Māori representation of it, you know, it was mm. complete demon. However, when it comes to, you know, so that was just, I mean, gosh, we're dealing with just physical things like a tiki or something. However, when you come, you know, when people approach the concept of Māori spirituality right now, many people, and, and they might not say it verbally, but their thinking says <laughs> demons, demons, mm. demons, demons. What would you say to people who might be experiencing that type of thought? You know, back in the seventies, you know, um, Pākehā also demonised their own their own culture. Right. right. You know, there was, as you, some of you may recall, you know, there was this playing records backwards and then you'd be seeing you know, <laughs> Satan worship, you know, there was that. Yeah. Then there was all those fairy tale stories, you know. Right. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs <coughs> and should our kids read that? You know, so no matter what culture, and it just so happened there was a time and phrase where they targeted Māori. Right. At one stage they targeted their own culture and a fine example is that, you know, playing music backwards and <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
and all this sort of stuff. Started schwanken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and listen carefully, they're saying, you know, something about the devil. <laughs> and then there was a whole thing of, um, then that sort of went through a phase and then it came back to, um, to demonising things Māori. I think some people, a good number of Pākehā brothers and sisters have gotten through that. Yeah. But there are still some who are stuck on that. Yeah. So, for example, um, and also with the language. So a fine example was in class about a month ago. One of the students mentioned, and he, he, was, he was kind and gracious not to mention which church, you know, that, um, oh, she in this case, she said that she was reading out the Lord's Prayer and somebody found that an affront to them. You know, why are they speaking that Maori language? In, in class? No, in, in, not, not in our class, oh. but she was just sharing the story in our class. Oh, yeah. That in her church, right. Right. she was saying the Lord's Prayer and some of the Pākehā brothers and sisters were affronted by it. And then at another episode in the class, where one of the male Māori students was telling a story where they were singing this Christian song in, in Te Reo, and a number of people were affronted in this Pākehā church. Yeah. You know, so I think today there are some Pākehā brothers and sisters who have gone past that, you know, gone past that demonising things, right. but there are some who are still stuck in it. Yeah. And sadly, there are Māori who are also in that same boat, right. you know, who say, oh, you know, it's, it's all for Jesus, and, you know, ditch the culture, ditch the language. Right. So in all camps, in our churches today, in society today, in Aotearoa, there are a number of people, Māori included, who find things and who are affronted by things Māori. Um, and I think I like the, the phrase that you said. It's a phrase also that my girls use quite regularly, is about people's filtering system. Um, and, and the filtering and the lens that we see things must must come through and under the Lordship of Christ. It must. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, first of all, is Jesus Lord in this situation? Is Jesus being, on, being honoured and glorified in this situation? Is Jesus being lifted up in this situation? Um, yeah, so so a final example was years ago, somebody said to me, oh, Matt, would you get a, a tamuho? You know, would you get um, um, a kiritoi done? And would it be honouring to Jesus? I said, yes, I probably would. And how would you honour Jesus with that? I said, oh, I'd put Jesus into it. And that will tell them my life story. <laughs> they looked at me. So you're a bit of a smart aleck, they said to me. I said, you asked the question, I responded. Um, so... So, and I think it's got to work two or three ways in terms of this whole issue around Atua Māori and, and the Lordship of Jesus. Um, I think your filtering process must be governed by the Word of God, right. number one. Right. But I think you need good, mature people around you to help your filtering process. Yeah. Yeah. I think you need people who have, and so that's number two, is to have good, wise people. Number three is to have that personal and intimate relationship with the Spirit of God. Right. Because right. those, those are all your... I think those things become your filtering process. Right. The power and the work of the Holy Spirit. 
must be part of, of your lifestyle. Right. And that becomes your filtering process. That's number one. Right. Number two is the maturity of people around you. You know, stable people who know the word of God and who know you and who respect you and love you. Yeah. So it's one thing to have them around you, but they, they must, I think, show that they love you irrespective of what you think and, and how you feel. Right. Yeah. Uh, number two, and, and number three is your own personal growth. Um, even as old as I am in the Lord, there are things that I'm still learning here. And so even to this day, I have men of God who are in their 80s. The oldest would be 88. Wow. And the youngest would be 75. Wow. Around me. You know, who I wow. can pick up the phone and say, hey, look, I feel a bit, something off, you know, something a bit off sync about this. Help me out here. And, um, and they, they are, and they are men of God who have been with me for 40 years. Wow. Mm. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think it's those That's things incredible. that help help you filter and give you the ability to filter. Um, but in terms of things Māori, I tend to go back to my uncles and aunties and ask them, what do they think about things Māori? And then I let God's Spirit filter that with me. Mm. Mm. And so it means, you know, contextualising it for me. Yeah. Um, some uh, some theologians and some anthropologists. One of them would be Paul Hibbert. Oh yeah. But um, he he and others, of course, talk about um, the realm of the excluded middle. In other words, like God has created, you know, layers of the cosmos and the heavens, and you know, so there is. You know, the highest realm where, you know, Father, whatever dwells, and then there's Earth, there's this terrestrial mm. realm. Yeah. Uh, and like Christians today would go, well, look, I've got Je I've got Jesus. You know, that's like, that's all I need. Now, I know I know exactly what they're saying. But what, what, what happens is what, what Hibbert and others have noticed is that, it's going back to a, a thing I, I mentioned earlier, uh, the, the the middle realm of the intermediary mm. realm, which is where Atua Māori dwell. The intermediate realm is which is where angels dwell, where angels operate and angels mm. have the, the jurisdiction. Um, we tend to go wider. You know, I've actually had recent conversations with Christians about this. Like, I, I don't I don't need that realm because um, I've got Jesus. Like, you know, uh, mm. why do I? Why do I need to even operate or think or communicate in that type of realm? Because people who are Māori, who do operate in that realm, want to know about it. Oh, right. There are you know, hundreds of Māori who operate in that middle realm all the time. Right. All the time. You know, right. That's their life. Right. And, um, and the, then they come to us as sounding boards. And so in order to respond intelligently, and to respond with um, accuracy, it's important to have a good knowledge of what they're talking about. I, can't, you know, I could say, well, look, could you just sleep on it and give it to Jesus? <laughs> That's not a good, yeah. I think, intelligent, loving, gracious way to respond. I don't think it is. Right. I think, um, and all my experiences have taught me with a number of Māori, is to work through people with that. 
But in order to do that, I've had to understand that world, the world that I grew up in, the world that at one stage I put aside in terms of te wairua Māori. Uh, I didn't put my language aside and my tikanga and kawa aside, but when it came to that middle world at one stage, I just thought, is there a time and place for this? And that's what I've always believed. There mm. is a time and place for it. But I think it's important to stay con- But it's one of the ways of being connected to the people that you want to share the gospel with. And the only way to share the gospel in a loving, gracious, kind, intelligent, knowledgeable way is to know that world, not to be part of it. Mm. Like, like Christ said, you know, Christ came not to become of the world, but to be in the world. Not to be in the world, but to be of the world. Right. Right. You know, Christ came, but he didn't become part and parcel of the world and lived like the world. Right. He was of the world, but not in the but world. Hmm. Or what's the other, other way, way around? around. Other way around. He, <laughs> he was, was in, in the, the world, world but not of the world. Yeah, that's yeah. it. In other words, he was present. Yeah, he was present. He was present, but yeah. it wasn't dictated. Yeah. To him. Now, and so, and I think in order to be intelligent people, we need to do that to, to people, Māori people, who live in that realm. Yeah, mm. right. Day to day. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, I reckon that there's, well, being a Christian, well, being a believer actually incorporates under the earth, on the earth, and above the earth. Right. Okay, so. Philippians. Actually, you're, if you're only looking at Jesus in the realm of your everyday life, in Te Aratu, <laughs> man, you, 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 your tent pegs aren't, haven't been stretched enough to see well actually Jesus wants you to operate in the whole realm of the universe. You know what I mean? But then that means you need to understand it. Mm. And um, You've got to understand how it. How do you operate it? So, <clears throat> you know, I um, see the, you know, the Māori world, the, the old cosmogonical realm. Um, well, the Māori cosmogonical realm is... A very amazing description of how they see the whole cosmos and it about our obligation in that realm um, through genealogy so humanity in their cosmology is uh, is the youngest of all of the things that are created in the universe and actually I find it quite interesting you know that, that some would say the last the last um, entity to be created in the Māori universe is the the Harakeke plant, because it represents what whānau looks like, and humanity has to actually follow that plant. You know, mother, father, kids in the middle, elders around it, you know, and Mm. and um, which I think, and now you're using that to actually weave, right things for life right. so um, I think that the, the, that Māori world view of the connectivity between the environment the spirit realm and where, where humanity sits in that yeah. our responsibility to that as the youngest born of the whole um, the Māori universe has an obligation to, to actually serve its elders right. which are Tukana. The plants and animals and all this sort of thing, you know, right. the waterways and, and have a relationship with it. Now, I think God in the Bible actually wants us to have a relationship with creation. Right. Actually, you know, as right. sons of 
sons right. and daughters of God, you know, and right. um, um, I think as stewards, because, uh, you know, it's not as if we're all going to disappear, or some of us might disappear in the rapture and go there, <laughs> but, what, but the bigger picture of that is that actually God wants a new earth that we actually operate right. in. Right. You know, so I think that um, the amazing aspect about the Māori realm of understanding in terms of atuatanga, rangi and papa and all that right. actually is a really fascinating, totally amazing picture of the universe and our connection to it, actually. Right. And, um, you know, things like uh, water, for example, is two so- it's two sources. It rains from rangi. Right. And it springs. And then it springs up from the earth. So it's waimangu. Is the rain that falls, and why Māori is the water that rises why, out of the earth? Why Mangu? Why Mangu? And in the in the middle is a river that flows. And some people they call it Hika, Hikarahi, and and uh, some people call it Awanuyarangi, the great river in heaven, and we're descended from that river. You oh, know? So yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, in, in that understanding of the you know the world, I mean. There's a whole lot of creation stuff out of scripture right. that's in exactly right. that same realm, you know. Right. And and I, I really believe God actually wants us to operate in that in right. that realm. But we just gotta understand what that what that looks like. And so there's a really amazing like, you know, we've got what, how many terms for light? You know, like a whole lot a stack of terms for light. It's just the word light isn't just one term. Right. Yeah, there's a whole uh 12, 24, 24 words that represent what light looks like. And how many for darkness? Uh, exactly the same. Right. Wow. So, trip me out, man. So, you know... Um, but, but that's a school of thought. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. That's not, that's not some other people's school of thought. Yep. Right. That is a school of thought, right. yep. but it's not every Māori school of thought. Right. That's right, because yeah, some children, each, children, each, children. each, each will have, a, yeah. have their own school of thought. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's a school of thought. Yeah. Mm. So the school Come of thought on. I grew up in doesn't say that. Right. It doesn't agree with that. It just says, yeah. no, no, actually, Māori don't say that. No, they say, we have a different view. We don't have a right view. We don't have a wrong view. We don't see their view as wrong. We just We have a different view. Yeah. Um, because it's important that people that hear this, yeah. that we're not um, just speaking from thinking that it's the only view. Yeah. You know, yeah, we yeah. don't want people to think that what we're saying in terms right. of Tao Māori yeah. is the it's only that, view. It's it's that. No, yeah, it's absolutely. not the Māori view. Yeah. It's a Māori view. Yeah. So, so that's important to say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in Pahinare's Tate's book. I've forgotten what it's called, but anyway. Te puna o te aumarama, is it? Yes, yeah. Um, he, he talks about God, whenua, and people. Atua tangata whenua. Yeah. Oh. So those, and yet when you, and you look at some of the cultural anthropologist books, so, such as Wright, Hybrid, what's our mate's name, right? Shaw. Oh, Shaw. Yeah, so they say, they look at the world in oh. a similar way. You know, they go, God, um, Israel, and land. 
Oh, right, yeah. right, yeah. right. So, right. so, 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 what the point that he's saying is that there's a relationship, right? Yeah, you know, with those three things, an interconnected yeah. relationship, and that's exactly what, and that supposed supports that notion that Bradley's talking about. You know, they are, they are two up. In right. other words, we're looking at the spiritual, the earth, and the, the relationship with the people. Yeah. So. In regards to the realm of the excluded middle, you know, um, of the excluded, middle. the excluded middle, you know, the, the you know, where the us Westerners, we you know, we remove a, you know a third of the creation. Let's just say, <laughs> you know, um, uh, how, how would you guys understand? What's your understanding of what you know our Pakeha Bibles would call angels? Um, you know, uh, the Hebrew would, while I'm using Pakeha words, because I don't know how to speak Hebrew, but the Hebrew would call them sons of God. Uh, like, do they translate, is it translated sons of God, yeah. or is it translated, um... Well, the old people talk about angels, but I think that's only a new concept to them. And I think that's a concept. That came as a result of the Bible and Christianity. Okay. So that's number one. Okay. I think before that, right, and still today, there are some Māori that talk about Māre Kura, Patu Kura. Yeah, you know. Um, and so these are all the other um, um, spiritual beings. Right. Yeah. Right. That, that, and so the Māre Kura and the Patu Kura are the Māre Kura are the male spirits. No, Mare Kura is a female, and the Patsukura is the male. So but they don't give them terminologies like angels, but they give them, um, you know, that they are, are they different to Atua? Yes. So the old people would say they are different, totally different. In what way? And they're basically like the guardians of the Atuas. Yeah. You know, they're right. the helpers. Right. They're the workers. They're the kaimahi. Huh. Yeah. So so that's how. So what they replicate in heaven. Is what's replicated on earth, you know, in terms of Tao Māori. Okay. So you have Narangatira, and then you have all the lowly people like us who are the workers and the supporters. Yep. And so what we reflect the practice here on earth in the school of thought is reflected in practice up there. So, like, there's a wonderful book called Māre Kura put out by the Waikato people. Oh, yeah. Is it, by, is it by Peter Louis Jones? Here. Yeah. Oh. And so they talk about a whole different thing. 30s, 1930s, or older than that, 1920s? Then you've got um, Matarohanga's writings. And they from talk about Kauai. Ototei? No, it's from no. uh, Wairarapa. Oh. And so he, they talk about um, Kauai Runga, Kauai Raro. Right. So, so there are Māori you know, around the country that have different views and different outlooks, but, but there's a generic... There's a genericness about it. Does Matsurunga talk about Maraikura and... Yeah. Um, Patsukura, yeah. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. Bautiriyao. That's a okay. Yeah, Bautiriyao. Bautiriyao, that's or right. Or he or te... On the Maraikura, like... Mare, Mare. M-A-R-E-I. M-A-R-E-I. Maraikura, yeah. Patsu, W-H-A-T-U, Kura. Mare, Kura, Patsukura. And then there's the other one that's called Bautiriyao. P-O-U-T-I-R-I-A-O, Bautiria. Oh. So, but 
Where but they... each each iwi, well, it'd be different. Yeah, it would be different. Yeah, it might be, but there's a general similarity. There'll, there'll be a naming yeah, for something. But they might have different names and different things, or they might have a different way they started. They might have a different fucker papa. So that's why you know each people, each person, really needs to understand their own their own tribal view about it. I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, gosh, in my limited knowledge, you know, my understanding is, you know, Atua Māori, you know, e, you know Eeyore, then Rangi Papa and Rangi Papa have kids. Yeah. Atua Māori, right? Yeah, yeah. you see, now, so see, now that's a typical Western yeah, right. <laughs> view of, of, of describing Atua Māori. So when I grew up as a kid, so when I was 13, 14, we learned about all the departmental gods. Right. So that's what you're describing. Right. Rangi Papa, the know, children. The children. Right. And then the children's children. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so all those children were referred to in our textbooks as departmental gods. Right. So I go home to my parents. I go, Mum, Dad, how do they call it? And then I gave them this word, departmental. <laughs> well, of course, they don't have a foggiest what that means. And so I had to try and contextualize it for them. Right. So the, only, the closest thing I could do was it describe their boss. So in this case, I described my dad's boss. I thought, what if you think that the your boss, if we put him up there like um, let's say like Rangi and Papa, and that underneath them you got all your, all the workers, you know, yeah, all these workers yeah. and they this this person looks under this look under the wet machine, the dry machine, the steam machine, <laughs> and, and he goes, Oh I said, Queen Departments are T-A-R-I. Yeah. And there's So the first thing that once they understood the concept, they said, In other words, don't drag that Western framework into this house. Right. Yeah. Because that's what you're doing. Right. And I, so we go back to school. Excuse me, sir. My parents said that you, we're not to learn the stuff because you've got it all confused. You're confusing us. Yeah. Oh, but the textbook said, and the academic Māori said, yeah. So, yeah, so... So what line, uh, in that case then, I, I love it. So, so, so all it is is about uh, our, you know, go away to go away to It's like calling your kids a department, right? Yeah. That's basically what it is, yeah. which is, it's, right. Yeah. Okay, couple uh, where does the line, um, where does uh, Mare Kura and Fatakura go? I do, I fuck a popping off. No, they don't actually, <laughs> they're pre existent <laughs> almost, right? Okay, okay, so they don't or yeah, well, yeah, background. according to uh, Nati Kohunanu, and I'm only talking from Nati Love it. That uh, Fatukura and Marekura are of, they're called Appa. Yeah, Appa. Appa Fatukura, Appa Marekura. And they only dwell in the realm of, yeah, Te Toi Onarangi, of the realm of Iwo. Oh, yeah. But they move, they can move between down, uh, no. 12 heavens and <laughs> as attendants or, you know, yeah. or, you know whatever, in that realm. Yeah. Okay. But people are taking their names on. Uh, like you know, um, te, the fatukura was termed for a highborn male, 
and Marekura for highborn woman. So, you know, they take those names and okay. put them on people. Mm. But, um, so yeah, so I, I, I sus- suspect that they would quote them in whakapapa form, in an oratory form. Right, okay. But I, I can't say I've seen that. I, okay. I think they're pre-existent. Okay. In a, for want of a term. Right, right. Um, and that's the, the term of it within an Aotearoa context. Yep. Which would, I mean, from my understanding of Genesis, would be very similar. Where, you know, to a Hebrew that talks about let 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 us make man in our image. Hmm. A Hebrew, well, one place I've read, the Hebrews understand that to be the heavenly host, like hmm. Yahweh's talking hmm. about the heavenly host, which would refer to the angelic being pre-existent. One similar. He, it says he created them, are they? Yeah, they're, they're created beings. Angels are yeah. created beings. Yeah. And, yeah. That, um, and we're not to worship them, or actually, the, does it say that we are, humanity well, is a little bit higher than them, or they're higher than humans? I'm just trying to get. The I mean, right Hebrews one fourteen. They are, you know, God's commands as flaming servants to serve those who inherit salvation. You yeah, know? yeah. So they're created a, to serve. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Serve humanity, you know, um, and not to be worshipped. No. Mm. No. Or prayed to, because yeah, uh, John, in the book of Revelation, he meets this angel, and he, and he gets be, down, bows down, to, bows down to him to worship, yeah. and the angel gets get get up. You're a servant like me, right? So mm. you know, um, where sometimes I think the old Karakia start to raise them up as the very oh, things to pray absolutely. to. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. And that's oh. when you start to, to me, that's when you start to go, uh, yeah, Taiwo. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But even as Christians, you know, um, I, I couldn't believe I was at this gathering and these people were just praying, you know, oh, come angels, come angels, you know, and I'm thinking, what? <laughs> What's wrong with the Holy Spirit? <laughs> you know? And I, and I actually just said, stop. I just said, stop there, please. <laughs> I, said, I said, stop there. <coughs> You know, but they, they were encouraging young people to do that, you see. And I said, no, 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 stop there. Don't do that, please. That's unscriptural. Right. You should be praying, you should be praying for the, the Holy Spirit. Right. Not go praying, come angel, come angels. Right. Right. Oh, but they exist in the Bible. I know they exist. You know, so I just, oh. And that's that filtering right, process yeah, that yeah. they haven't got, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, that that's, yeah, it's, it's all it means is just a bit of directing, yeah. And a bit of a filtering process, <laughs> yeah. Well, look, we, we're getting low on pistachios here. Um, but... Countdown closes at 10. <laughs> um, look, we've already established that we're going to run a wānanga, correct? We're going <laughs> to... Correct? Right. You yeah, agreed yeah, with them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Um we've got uh Kaihotu and uh um Kaimata of our of our Wananga and um Kapai. <laughs> but look, what would you guys um just to close off I guess because we could go all night. Um what would you guys yeah, you know, in regards to this topic and you know, helping, encouraging people in their faith and their walk into the world of 
you know, moulding it into, you know, you know, into how Christ is, you know, directing and leading us. What would you guys close off with? I think you need to create a relationship with, as uh, Matua was talking about, of uh, people who have a good understanding of the Māori world and a good understanding of Scripture and God. Um, because uh, a lot of people that are trying to search for their identity, see, I think your identity can actually... It's going to basically muck you up. Because you're going to go, if you haven't been brought up in the Māori family world and all mm. this, you're going to end up in a place where you're going to find all sorts of secrets <laughs> and all sorts of, you know, human condition things and all this sort of stuff, and you're going to have to weigh it up. Right. You know, you're going to have to weigh it up, and that's why I think you, you need to have good people who are mature in the Lord, but also mature in Māori them. Mm. That you can go to and seek, um, you know, good wisdom about things you're going to have to negotiate, you know, and um, don't know where those people are because it's hard to find people who know very good scripture and and can walk easily in the Maori world, right. you know, um, and so I, that's what I think. I think we just need to have. The freedom to move, but make sure you have these people around you in a sense who are like mentors or people of wisdom and mature in the Lord and in in, in the Māori world as well. Um, because you'll come a cup, you you know. Because I think at the end of the day, I just think that if you're going to go into those worlds, you have to know how to weigh it up. Right. Actually. Right. Right. And. Um, not just believe every single thing is good. Right. You have to weigh it up and ask the Lord. Right. Is this um, good for me or is it right. um, stepping away a bit? He might go, the Lord might go, well, actually, I want, yeah, I want you to go down that track and see what happens. Right. Yeah. So, um, but having a place to come back to to actually seek wisdom um, is a good thing. Yeah. Kia ora Brad, um, Matzo wanted to give you closing thoughts and maybe close with a kakia. What, what am I giving closing thoughts on? <laughs> what, what's your, what, like what would you, you know, say in regards to this topic just as a closing thought to encourage people, you know, about the, about whatever to do with Wairua Tonga. And okay, I, I'll say what I say to just about every Māori young person <laughs> that I work with. Have a love. For the word of God. Have an absolute love, fixation, fascination with the word of God. Fall in love with the word of God. Go to bed with the word of God. Build a good team of mentors around you. People who can say no to you. People who are not you pleasers. You know? Do not find people who are you pleasers. Otherwise, yeah, you're gonna end up in more strife. Learn to rest in the Spirit of God. Just continue to pray and say, Lord, pour your Spirit in me afresh. Give me a fresh insight to you, a fresh insight into your Spirit. 
build people around me. So I have a love for the Spirit of God. Fall in love with the Holy Spirit. Really, yeah. Learn to pray and be worshipful of people, of God. Be praying people and worshipping people of God. Learn to do that privately and publicly. We're so good at doing it publicly. We're wonderful at doing it publicly. But we need to do it privately. That doesn't, that's not going to fix all your problems. Just because you do all that. Yeah, but it does make life a lot more easier. Um, and for those who are Māori, is to have a love and, and not have, a, not have a, a spirit of criticism of, of your people. Yeah, yeah, we're not perfect. I mean, God knew that, and that's why he used us. It's in our weaknesses that God makes us strong. And we've got to stop romanticising one view, stop romanticising our world, our Dao Māori, but also to grow in knowing who you are as Māori in terms of your identity. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, that's what I said 40 years ago, and that's what I continue to say 40 years later to people. Well you know, um, but in terms of this hui, um, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think that's a good thing. Um, yeah, I think that's a fantastic thing. Um, and it's just trying to find a broader view outside of just us you know oh, yeah um but yeah. to find people who have a, a, a real um depth of of their our maori not right. of a of the maori world right. but of their yeah. right. their identity in their our maori right. not in mine yes. not in anybody else's but in their our maori yeah. Yeah. um the other thing also is not to go be hard on yourself if you don't speak to real just because you don't speak to real, that doesn't, you know, um, lessen your importance in Tao Māori. Oh, good point. Yeah. You know, it's got to be said, yeah, because in this day and age where you've got good papa kids, you know, kids that have grown up with it, and sometimes I think there's a superiority that's floating in Māori them. In other words, if you don't speak to real, you know, you're, you're not a proper Māori. Right. And I just find that absolutely distasteful. Especially amongst us as Christians, uh, yeah, I haven't seen it in Christendom. I oh. must confess. Yeah, yeah, um, mm. I'm, I'm sure that's not to say it's not there. I tend to see it um, mm. amongst certain people. Won't name who they are. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, but just because you don't speak to it, and just because you consider yourself a born again Māori, you know, you're important. You know, you're important. Yeah. Even if you're new into terms of things Māori. Yeah. Even if you haven't grown up in Tao Māori. You know, um, yeah, I, I think it's those, so it's those people that we want to encourage to come. It's those people uh, that we want to well, encourage well, to come. Well, 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 yeah. Oh, fucker. Mākwai kāti. Ikarakia. Let's pray. Me noi tata. Anei mātou e te... Ete a manofai yoyong. Tene te mihi nui kakwe. Tene te mihi nui ronuai kwe na kōrero i putsua mai, mai na arero, mai na waha, mai na hopo, mai na pakaro. Ana toko toru nei e noho noho mai e putahia mai i iwa mata pakaro. Ana kua tukunai we nei pakaro. Na kōrero katoa e e maringi hia mai mai wa mata arero. Taku wawata. Uh, taku mahi, ka utainahi ai wenei kōra e runga toata. 
ana mai kona mau whakawhiriwhiri haere hi ai nā kōrerona. Mēnā kai te pīrani koe kia tūai tētahi hui uh, e kōrero hi ai ana mō tēnei kaupapa, mau e opeope hi ai nā tānata. Uh, Tauana tō kākano i roto i tēnei kaupapa, i roto mm. i nā tānata, hai waha, hai kanohi o te kaupapa nei. Wena taku tono kia koe. Nō reire te matua, tēnei te mihi nui kia Brad, uh, mō wōna puakitana e pārikihia mai iāia, e mātiruhia mai iāia i roto tēnei o nā pare, uh, i puta mai, mai roto wōna pakekitana, mm. uh, mō wōna mai ōna kraua kuia, mai ōna mātua, mai ona hapu pānau rānei, ana nō reira mihau ki āia. A ki tērā o nā rangatira ki a Jay, ki āia, mō wōna puta pātai, tēnei te mihi ki āia, mō tōna whakapau kaha i āi āi, te haramai ki konei, ki te whaka whirinaki hi āi te gōrero, ki te tsikuai wana puta pātai, ahakoa te whānui, ahakoa te hōhunu i puta mai nā pātai tai tana, mai tēnei ana tsungāngi roto te ariki, ana nō reira tēnei te mihi. O ti rā te matua, tseki mai mātou, wēnei o nā tokorua, ka hoki ai rātou ki o rātou kāinga e tūana i runga te matua te whenua, ka tai ai rātou rāwatahi ki o rāwa kāinga me o rātou kāinga. Kei te mōhio koe, kua tīmata hi e mai tēnei koawa, tēnei koawa. Taku wawata ki a rere tonu tēnei koawa, ki a hare pānui pēra i te awa. Pēra i te awa nui ārani. Ana nō reira koina taku wāpata. I tīmata mai i roto i te kō awa e nari kia pake kia haere ai, kia kraua haere ai nā kōrero, pēra i te awa nui ārani. Ana nō reira tēnei te mihi nui kia koe te matua. Tau mai tō wairua, noho mai tō wairua i runa i roto i a mātau, wenei taku tono. I pātai au, i tono au wenei mea, i roto i te ingoa, a te kraiti, a ihu, a te ariki. Tō mātou ariki i mate ai ai e runga te rīpega kāwari kia marangi hea mai wōna toto. Waina taku tono i roto i tōna ingo te ingoa e teitei hi ai i runga na inoa katoa o te ao. Ahakoa inoa Māori, inoa Pākei, inoa Kriki, inoa Hiperu kai ai te ingoa teitei tonu o nga ao katoa. Waina i waku tono i roto i ngo tapu to mātariki a ihukaraiti āke tonu. Āmeni. Kia ora. Well, there you go, folks. What a fantastic discussion with Matohakiaha and Brad Harmi. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed um, Atua Tanga, Atua and Angels, part one and part two. It sure has been fantastic. Look, uh, once again, uh, folks, Merry Christmas. Have a great time with your family and your friends and get some rest and we'll come back again in the new year. Um, and I will carry this series, this corridor on into 2018. Um, so, uh, Namahi. And uh, we'll see you soon. Uh, here's a little waiata we put together from an old whakatauki. So kia ora. Oh
Yeah.